Hey, just before we jump into the message today, just a few updates. Um, first, on our Advent giving campaign, we set the goal of $75,000 and thank you. Uh, we surpassed that goal by a lot and we finished after the final count just shy of $100,000. And I know that's going to be a tremendous blessing to all five ministries that we are partnering with through this. Again, two of those on the downtown east side, two of those who are working with refugees, and then one which is a new church plant in Kelowna later on this year. So thank you very much for that. Um, second, from January 4th through 10th, we are focusing our efforts on a week of fasting and prayer a week of fasting and prayer. And I'd like you to join me in this. Um, starting your year with a week dedicated to extra time in God's word and dedicated to extra time in prayer for yourself and your relationships and your neighborhoods is a transformative act that can actually shift your own spiritual life. And I just really highly recommend you considering to join us in this week of fasting and prayer. You know, Mark Sayers said, we will not experience renewal by following the same patterns of life and ministry that are not delivering renewal. And if you're wanting to step out of the normal and to see the power of God at work in your life and maybe catch a glimpse of his glory in some new and fresh way, uh, doing what you've always done is probably not going to get you there. And that's my encouragement to you as you seek the face of God in fasting and prayer. Just imagine what can happen if you step into this season in the kind of way that maybe you've never done before. This is the kind of expectation season that we're in. I have great expectations when I enter into these seasons of fasting and prayer. And honestly, it's what drives me to my knees for you. Just thinking about what I have received through fasting and prayer in my life and what you will see on the other side of this. Uh, if you're getting email messages from Christ City, then you're already going to know about some of this. Um, some of this is already in your inbox. And if you're not getting any communications from us, just email info at christcitychurch.ca. We'll make sure we get you on our list. Um, each day this week, we're going to send out some information for you, give you a focus for the day, in addition to the various reminders for times of prayer that we're going to have, and actually giving you a way to send us some communication about prayer walking the streets where you live. This is one of the focuses that we want to start the year with, prayer walking the streets where we live. Uh, we're going to call out to God for revival in our city, for mercy and justice to be done, and for God's rich blessing on our neighborhoods as we begin this new year. And my hope is that we can actually map out the streets of Vancouver and really trace out where we have spent time praying through this week of fasting and prayer. So I want to invite you into that little experiment and see what it looks like on the back end. Um, unfortunately, we will not be able to host our regular prayer and worship night that we begin every year with. But nevertheless, I think this time of seeking God at the beginning of the year is very important for our formation as disciples of Jesus. Again, all info on that can be uh, received by emailing info at christcitychurch.ca or just email me, brett at christcitychurch.ca. I'd be really happy to point you in the right direction. Um, third, by way of announcement here, I desperately want you to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit this year. And there's absolutely no better way that I know to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit in a daily way than by daily engaging with the scriptures that he inspired. Some of you I know have annual Bible reading plans that you have cruised through every year for a very long time, and praise God, that's wonderful. Others of us maybe have stumbled and fumbled a little bit in this, and we need a plan. And can I just invite you to join us in what we're doing? A bunch of our staff and elders this year are engaging with a plan provided by the Bible Project. 
Uh, we sent a communication out about this last Tuesday, and I'm really excited about what this could mean for us as a church. And if you want a link to that plan, just head to the website, ChristCityChurch.ca, click on South Vancouver, and you'll find the link to it there. I want you to imagine what it will feel like a year from now when you have just finished reading the Bible from front to back. It's a wonderful achievement, and it's going to be something that will, uh, I think, really cultivate growth in your life, to really give yourself to the reading of the Scriptures in one year. And there's something really powerful about sharing that experience with others, and that's why I want us to focus in on the same plan. Just, you know, imagine the conversations that you can have when you know that your, uh, your friends in your house church or other people beyond uh, your house church within Christ City are reading the same readings that you're on. Imagine the encouragement and the accountability and the strength that comes from having that as a shared experience. So I just want to uh, advocate for you to jump into those daily readings uh, with us on that Bible Project plan. And then finally, by way of preamble here before I get into the message, next Sunday we are beginning a 17-week series in the book of 1 John. In the book of 1 John. We're going to have a little break at Easter, but that'll take us all the way to May long weekend. Uh, It's only five chapters, and so my challenge to you just this week as well is why don't you sit down and just read that through in one sitting, just get oriented within 1 John and prepare yourself for the book that we're going to study together, Lord willing, for the next four and a half months. All right. Into the message we go. Um, This is going to be a little bit different than a normal sermon because I want to tell you where we're going in 2021 as a church. I want to talk about some special emphasis that we have this year, some new stuff that we're rolling out, and why I think it's absolutely essential for us as a church right now in this moment. What I'm sharing today is basically what I would share with you if we were sitting down sharing a cup of coffee and just sitting there having a conversation. You just asked me the question, where's Christ City Church going right now? If you were to sit down and ask me that question, what I'm preaching today would be my answer. So like I said, it's a little bit of a different sermon, but I think it's foundational stuff for us as disciples of Jesus as we grow in Christ in this year. For the last seven years, Christ City has been using language, a particular language around mission and vision. And I want to say that mission and vision for a church are different. Mission is something that Jesus gave to the global church in all places at all times. The mission of the church is found in places like Matthew 28, John chapter 20, Mark 16, Luke chapter 24, and then into Acts chapter 1. We see that we have a great commission, and this is the mission that Jesus has given to the church. But vision is something that God calls, uh, gives to a particular local church, something he calls a particular local church to do in their time, in their place, in their context. And so in one sense, you could say that the vision of the church is a local contextual expression of the greater mission that he has called all followers of Jesus to participate in. As we've grown from one small church plant in 2013, and the church that's now called Christ City South Vancouver has continued to grow. We've planted two other churches in the city. As we've done all of that, we're always refining the language and our communication uh, around what we're doing. And and I want to share some of the new language with you today. So the vision of Christ City, which again is the unique call that we feel God has on our church in our time, in our place, that unique call is to establish a network of neighborhood churches that are large enough to meet the demands of doing ministry in Vancouver, but small enough to maintain community. We feel called by God with a vision that we believe he has given us to plant a network of neighborhood churches. 
But when somebody asks what the mission of Christ City is, we're articulating it now like this. We are making missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. We are making missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. And that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, There's an author and pastor named Mike Breen. He said, while the Bible clearly defines roles within the church, the mission of the church was intended to be shared by the whole body. A healthy church builds a discipling culture and equips all members to participate in the missional work to which God has called them. So we are making missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. Now, let's just try and unpack that a little bit. A disciple is a learner of the way of Jesus. Being a disciple means you are a lifelong learner of the person and work of Jesus. But when I'm saying learner, I'm, I'm not talking about head knowledge alone. I mean applied learning. I mean experiential learning. Learning the way of Jesus and then walking that out in the everyday life that we live. I mean learning like an apprentice learns a trade. I think this is the high calling of the Christian, to be an apprentice to Jesus. See, listening in a classroom is only one component of learning. And learning from a sermon is only one part of discipleship. If we think of discipleship as information transfer only, where from my head to your head, we're having some kind of consciousness transfer where I'm taking information that I have and giving it to you, that's only one kind of learning. If we think that's all that there is to discipleship, we've entirely missed it. Christian discipleship is apprenticeship to Jesus. Um, My dad was an electrician, and that means that he started out as a first-year apprentice. He worked alongside fully trained journeyman electricians who showed him the ropes. And he worked alongside them every day for months, watching them and learning from them. And then he went to school and he learned some of the theory behind the work that he saw uh, everywhere on every work site that they were on. And then he went and did months of work again, immersed in it, doing the work of an electrician every day as a second year apprentice. Then he went back to school. Then he entered in as a third-year apprentice, and then he went back to school, and eventually he became a journeyman electrician, and he himself could now have apprentices. He could now apprentice a first or second or third-year electrician alongside him. It combines the in-class learning and the understanding of what's going on with the immersion into the work of the trade, and eventually, again, it means that he is able to train others. Now, that's basically all that I know about trades, so I'll stop talking about it at this point. But this is the way we follow Jesus. Except following Jesus does not come with a certificate or a ticket at the end that says you have arrived. Following Jesus works on a trajectory toward maturity in Christ. This is discipleship. We are learners of the way of Jesus. We are apprentices to Jesus, which means that we need to learn the gospel and be formed by the way of the kingdom. We need to be immersed in kingdom life. And that's where we take what we've learned and we actively put it to work every single day. And then eventually, and and probably sooner than you might think, you need to be helping others in their apprenticeship to Jesus. So hear me, because I'm I'm saying a disciple of Jesus is an apprentice to Jesus, and I'm saying discipleship then is helping someone else apprentice themselves to Jesus. And at Christ City, we are making missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. 
Okay? And that's not just my job. It's part of my job, but I'm not the only person doing it. That's your job too. We are all called to be disciples who make disciples. We are all called to be lifelong apprentices to Jesus who come alongside others as lifelong apprentices of Jesus. And that means that we should take that learning that we have acquired, that experience that we have gained, and we should apply that in the real world. Take that for a walk in the real world. Some of the tangible effects of that kingdom life start to become evident and visible for all to see. This is what it means to follow Jesus in Vancouver in 2021. Let's look at the text, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11 says, And he gave, he being Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, we just came off celebrating the birth of Jesus, the incarnation of Christ. Jesus was born, and he lived a perfect life to show us what it means to be human. He lived without sin, which meant he was perfect and able not only to be our example, but also to atone for our sin in his death on the cross. He was buried, and then on the third day, he was raised from the dead in triumph and glory over Satan and sin and death and hell and the grave. And 50 days later, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he presently rules and reigns over all things as we await his return in glory when he comes to right all wrongs and to make all things new. This is the gospel that we believe, the good news that we believe. It's the good news that God saves sinners like us in Christ, but he does not just save us for eternity, though that be a wonderful truth that we need to hang on to. He saves us to do something here and now. We serve him. When he ascended, Jesus poured out his Holy Spirit on his church and he gave gifts to the church. And that's what this passage is talking about. Now, I don't want to talk about the unique gifts, at least not today, in our time together. I want to focus on why he gave these gifts to the church as he ascended. I want to focus on why. Again, look at verse 11 with me. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Okay, so he gave gifts to the church, listen, to equip the saints, for work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, that is the church. Until we are all united in faith and mature disciples, in this sense, the body uh, then grows into the fullness of Christ. That's what it's talking about. He gave to the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherd, teachers, to equip the saints for works of ministry, for building up, the body of Christ, until we attain that unity of the faith and maturity in our walk with him. When you read Paul's whole letter to the Ephesians, you see that one of the key themes in that whole letter is that God's purpose is to fill all the earth, the whole earth, with his glory. And, and, and I want you to hear this. 
because the way he fills the whole earth with his glory is through you, his church. God is presently filling the whole earth with his glory, and the way he does that is through maturing disciples who are on mission in their local setting, ready to serve for the sake of the neighborhood. Now, this text in Greek, this whole passage that we're looking at, it's one long sentence, and I split it up here. But, but look at the next verses, because all of that that I just said uh, then spins into a so that. And we need to pay attention to this. In verse 14, it says, All of that, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Right? So the so that in this text is that maturing disciples who have apprenticed themselves to Jesus, are being equipped to serve for the upbuilding of the church, that maturing disciples are called to live discerning lives where they hold on to the truth in the midst of all of the storms that come at us from every direction in our culture. We stay steadfast and grounded in him. Church is not supposed to be tossed to and fro with the wind and the waves of things that come from from weird stuff that comes out of the church and demonic and fleshly schemes that we have to deal with. No, we're to be grounded in the truth of the gospel that we learn in discipleship. And here's what I love about the biblical revelation of Jesus' church in Scripture. There's something about the nature of the church where growth is assumed. Growth is assumed. Ephesians 4, again, verse 15 says, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. It talks about speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love is an active thing. It literally says, truthing in love. Truth is a verb here. Right? It's not mere words. It's the truth that we do in love. It's active, and because it's active, we are to grow in it. If you're a follower of Jesus and your personal growth curve is just flatlined, it's time to get on your face before God. And ask him what he wants to do in your life. Christ said, amen. Are you engaged in this? If you're single, are you using this time to build your life in Christ so that you can build up the church on mission? If you're married, are you leading your wife? And if you have them, your kids. Are you calling them to gather around? Are you modeling for them what it looks like to follow Jesus? Christ City women, are you leaning into this? If you're single, are you using this time to build your life in Christ so that you can build up the church on mission? Because this is your call. If you're married, are you modeling this? Are you prayerful and engaged in the scriptures? Men and women, if you're not doing this, 
Do not be in this moment gripped by shame. Do not be ashamed. Just make a decision right now that this year is not going to be like last. Dig in and be intentional in this. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God will meet you in it. Parents, if you've got kids, they do not always listen to everything you say. That's no shock to you. But they see everything you do. Are you actively truthing in love? Is Christ the evident center of your life? And as you engage with other apprentices of Jesus, are we together growing into Christ who is the head? Are we growing in him? Are we experiencing the fullness of who he is? And are we modeling that for our children? They do not listen to everything you say, but they see everything you do. So are you truthing in love? Christ City Youth, there is never going to be a better time in your life to turn your bedroom into a Bible college and to seek the face of God in the scriptures and in prayer. You will never have another opportunity in life like you have right now. Don't pass it by. Don't let it pass you by. Put your phone down. Lock it away in another room. Open the scriptures. Open a journal. Pray. Ask God to reveal himself to you in new and fresh ways. If you don't know how to do this, ask your parents. If, if you don't want to ask your parents, ask Matt and Andrea and all the youth leaders that we have. It would be their greatest joy to come alongside you. Send me an email. I'll find someone to disciple you. It would be a great joy to see the youth of Christ City lit aflame with passion for the gospel. And students, I'm telling you, your classmates, your friends, the people on your sports team, they are desperate to understand what you believe. And I know it can be intimidating. I know that it can feel like you should just hide that light that Christ has given you. But I'm telling you that those people are deeply interested in what you know about the God of the universe, and they want to ask questions. Just answer them. I once was a high school student who desperately wanted to know about God, and I never heard anything until I was 19. I know that you have an opportunity in front of you, and I believe that God can use you right now. See, healthy things grow, and when the apprentices of Jesus are walking with Jesus, they grow. When disciples of Jesus at Christ City are growing in depth in their life of apprenticeship, the whole church benefits and the whole city benefits because we are called to be missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. And the metaphor that Paul is using in this passage of Scripture for the church is the body. Okay? This is the body of Christ with Christ as the head. And when the whole body is functioning as it should, or like it says in the text, when every part is working properly, it makes the body grow and build itself up in love. And again, here's the point. It's not ultimately about me or you as individuals, as individual parts of the body. It's about the whole body. And again, it's not ultimately just about the whole body of Christ, the church. It's about what we're called to do as we truth the love in our neighborhoods. 
The whole narrative arc of scripture tells us that it isn't entirely about us, but knowing Jesus means that we then have the responsibility of being the salt and light people in the world all around us. This is now the responsibility we have as followers of Jesus, which is why he gave us a mission. Christ City is a collective body of missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. This is how God is filling the earth with his glory. It's when God's people do God's work in their geographic area and their spheres of relationship and they take responsibility for where they live and with whom they live. It's when we do that work that God's glory shines brightest through us. It means your office, your school, your job site, your street, your sports team, your family, your neighborhood, your literal neighbors. It means they all get blessed because you've intentionally apprenticed yourself to Jesus. See, Jesus gave these gifts to the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ so that the body would grow. And as it truths the love of God all over the place, that his glory would shine. You go, that's compelling. And I go, I know. I've given my whole life to this. How are we going to do that? Fasting and prayer. Daily apprenticeship to Jesus in the scriptures. Being equipped for ministry. And the way that we're working diligently to equip the whole body for ministry, because ministry is not just the job of the person who stands on the stage and talks. Ministry is the work of every Christian. In 2021, we're introducing Christ City courses. I want to be clear, these are not merely classes. Uh, It's not going to be a great lecture to sort of stimulate your brain, although I hope that it stimulates your brain in some way. These courses are designed to be equipping for the whole church and equipping the whole church with the whole gospel for the benefit of the neighborhood. Each course is going to be saturated in prayer as we cultivate a deeper uh, life of prayer within our congregation. Each course is saturated in prayer. It has a component of learning some competencies in the faith that are not only meant to inform us, but to transform us as we do them. And each course is designed to lead toward faithfulness to Jesus and to devoting ourselves to good works in word and deed for all to see. We've got a bigger list of courses than I'm about to tell you about Uh, But these courses that I'm talking about today are going to be offered at some point in the calendar year of 2021. And then, Lord willing, we'll be able to come back and supplement these with others as we get these ones established. We've already got the Alpha course. And the Alpha course is the course that we run. Uh, It's designed to introduce people to Jesus through relationships with other followers of Jesus. And if you want to be trained to serve in the context of the Alpha course, why don't you uh, reach out to John Breyers, our executive pastor, who's now overseeing Alpha, and it would be his joy to train you and develop you and equip you to serve in that context. We already have Preparing for Marriage and the Marriage course, which are fairly obviously for people who are preparing for marriage and those who are already married. And I give leadership to those with my wife, Allison. We've already got a Covenant member course 
which is being reformatted to be a little bit different and is going to teach people what it means to be part of the body of Christ City. What does it mean to be a covenant member of a local church? That's what this course is all about. And then this year, I'm very excited because we're introducing a number of new courses. We're going to introduce the parenting course. And then we're going to introduce how to read and study the Bible, how to pray, how to cultivate spiritual disciplines, and how to share your faith. How to read and study the Bible, how to pray, how to cultivate spiritual disciplines, and how to share your faith. Each one of these is driven toward practical outcomes whereby you as a follower of Jesus, an apprentice of Jesus, will grow in depth in your own life that it might overflow into the life of others as you lead in discipleship. I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited about the opportunity to offer um, more chances for people to be equipped for ministry in our own context that we would love and serve well in the neighborhood that we're in. And I just start to dream when I think of these things. Can you imagine what it would be like when we lean into our identities as missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood? What might God do for us as we continue to grow in depth on our own, in depth as one body, one local church, that we might grow up into Christ who is the head and that we might truth the love really well? See, the people who you know who have done well through 2020, which I think is probably the most challenging year of our generation, the people who have done well in 2020 were deeply rooted and grounded in who they are in Christ. And we want to build into that depth this year that we might be able to withstand every storm that comes, not only to survive, but to flourish in the midst of it. If you're gathered together with your house church online, it's time to get ready for communion. I know some house churches are are gathering um, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, some are midweek. Whatever this is that you're getting ready to gather, you can prepare to celebrate the work of Christ on your behalf. I want to make sure that we all have an opportunity to celebrate communion together week in and week out. And so whether you're watching this now in advance of when you get together or you're watching it together as a group, I don't know. But now is the time to celebrate. We are celebrating what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us by dying in our place and rising in new life, that we might have the forgiveness of our sin and the assurance of eternal life with him. The bread and the wine point us to Jesus' broken body and to the spilled blood as he shed his blood in our place. The reality of the gospel taken tangibly into our hands as we celebrate and taste and see the goodness of God. If you're not a follower of Jesus, this isn't for you. This is something that we do because we have already committed to being apprentices of Jesus for the lifelong pursuit of who he is and our growth in him. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are his and that he is ours and we're going to spend eternity with him. And I guess if you're not a follower of Jesus and you've made it this far into this video, I would just ask, what are you waiting for? Email me, call our office, call the Christian friend you know who put you onto this. Yield your will to his. Surrender your life to his. And in surrendering your life, you will receive true life. Let me pray. Father, I know that we are just gearing up for a week of fasting and prayer. And I know that can seem daunting to some, and it can seem risky to others. It is risky when we lay all things down and we give up something to take up your word and prayer in new ways. I I know it's risky, and I love it. 
I just ask you, God, that you would bless each and every person. Lord, that you would bless us so fully that the fullness of our joy would be grounded in who you are and what you've done and that that joy would spill over in our lives as missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. Help us as we pursue this in this year. And Lord, I pray that we would mark this moment for many where it was a change in their walk with you. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.